Welcome everyone to today's Seven Figures Club podcast. As we always talk about in the audience of Seven Figures Nation, our goal is to get into the Seven Figures Club, is to join that, is to grow into that as a small business owner, startup entrepreneur. Today, we're going to bring to you a unique guest. We've got Danielle Mills Wallen. She's got a very unique background. So listen to this. She's on a mission to help people achieve their full potential by showing them how to achieve a champion's mindset Danielle played professional tennis for over a decade. She powered through a bunch of injuries, retired in 2014, and she always knew that she wanted to make a massive impact on people. She's the founder and CEO of Headstrong LLC, which is a mindset mentorship company, but she's also an expert when it comes to platforms like LinkedIn. Her mastery of LinkedIn and insightful career tools help people brand themselves and stand out amongst other candidates allowing them to be recruited, position themselves to excel in their careers and businesses. She's worked with the NAACP, NHL, USTA, and many other organizations. She's been seen on the American Daily Post, New York Weekly, and on MSNBC. She is the author of the best-selling book. We're going to talk about that, how to master LinkedIn and separate yourself from the masses. Danielle, welcome to the show. There are over 32 million businesses in the U.S. and over 90% of them will never break seven figures in annual sales. So how do we as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs break into that seven figures club? This podcast will relentlessly share the secrets, strategies, and tactics I've used to create three multi-seven figures businesses and bring in even more successful entrepreneurs than me to share their inspirational stories and tactics to success. You can create your dream business in life right now. So buckle up and let's go. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and unpack all of the amazing things that you just kind of alluded to. Well, there is a lot going on in your life, and we always love to find out a little bit more about, uh, you know, our guests' backgrounds and what kind of led them down the path of entrepreneurship. And and I think every entrepreneur has this this goal to make a big impact on others, and I can I can see in your messaging that is important to you. So tell us if you would about a little bit about your unique upbringing and what kind of led you down the path you're on. Definitely. Well, my my background is is extremely unique in the sense that, you know, I started playing tennis at the age of two and was kind of molded into a a professional tennis player, was able to to start playing professional at the age of 14 and um, consider it like this, like my whole life and everything that was kind of put in front of me was, you know, practicing and being that professional athlete. So with that comes a lot of discipline, a lot of sacrifice. And really that upbringing had allowed me to really get a a different type of mindset than the average everyday person. Because when you're a professional athlete, you're looking at things. There's so much when it comes to to tennis, so much of it is the nonverbals and so much of it is mental. So really working on those things has been huge for me. But really when I, when I decided to retire from tennis, a lot of it was because of the the injuries that I, that I had, I was trying to figure out what am I going to do next? How am I going to transition from tennis into the, the business world? And people were always telling me, Danielle, you're always so positive. You always look at things glass half full. Like, why are you like that? And I realized all of those hours and times and days and years spent training my mindset could be something that I could parlay into my business. And that's kind of how I kind of took the step into entrepreneurship with Headstrong. 
Well, well said. That's uh, that's an amazing background. So professional tennis started playing tennis at the age of two, which yeah. is kind of what you have to do if you want to be a superstar in that sport. And then going through a lot of injuries. There's something unique and different, I feel like, for people that have a background in athletics that transition into business and business. There's some delayed gratification. You must be disciplined. You have to have I guess you would say the champion's mindset, which you talk a lot about. Tell us a little bit about some of the maybe the attributes or the values of principles you learned from young that translate and help you to build a mentor and help other business professionals, you know, because I believe values and principles are what lead to the success that everybody wants. So what are some of those that you learned along the way that people need to pay attention to? Yeah, one of the really big ones is your preparation is so important. And I think that a lot of people underestimate the importance of being prepared and putting the time and effort in before you have an important meeting or interview or presentation. And when I was, you know, playing tennis, so much of what I was doing was the preparation, which was the practice that I was putting in, the time that I was putting in, the the routines that I had were all in place so that when it came down to that actual moment, when I'm on the actual court competing against that opponent, I can just play freely because I know that the work that I put in has already been done. And so many times when I work with people and I talk with them, they just want to wing it. They just want to, you know, just kind of go out there and, and do whatever without putting that work in place. And they're really setting themselves up to fail by doing so. So that's number one, as far as making sure that we are prepared for these big moments. Um, super, super important. Another one is, is manifesting and the ability to kind of see yourself somewhere before it actually happens. This is something that when I was playing pro tennis so many times, um, so many times I would be, you know, in a situation where I knew I had a match maybe the next day, but I would be manifesting, you know, myself winning that match, my, myself playing well in that match so much so that I could even like sense the feeling of playing without even being there. And it, it just really allows you to kind of go into wherever you're doing. And this can be applicable in business as well. You know, you may have a really big keynote presentation coming up, oh, you, know, so true. you know, envision yourself beforehand getting up there envision what the audience is going to be Envision how you're feeling and what is, what does it taste like? What does it look like? Because then when you come and you're there, you, your body then has that muscle memory. It's like, it's been there before. And then you just, you just excel. So those are two areas that really help you have that champion's mindset. That is so beautiful. Let's unpack that guys. So the first thing she said is be prepared. I can't tell you how often you, know, you walk into a meeting and someone's not prepared. They haven't done the research. They haven't gotten ready, or you've got an opportunity to speak from stage and boy, if I'm speaking from stage, I've got to practice that. I'm going to practice that in front of my kids and have them laugh and make fun of me, make sure that I'm, I'm engaging them. And so you've got to be prepared in all aspects. You've got to become an expert. And then how about manifesting? I would say, aka kind of visualizing. You're visualizing your future success in the boardroom, in that interview. When you sit down with that big customer, uh, one of my mentors says, you're always one away, you're, you're one meeting away, you're one new customer away, you're one new idea, one new product away. And boy, if you're not prepared, that opportunity will slip by. So I love that. So being prepared, manifesting, 
what's going to happen is all part of, uh, I guess you would say that the values and principles to lead to success. Um, is there anything more you would add to that in the champion's mindset that yes. you talk a lot about, which, and, and everybody can be a champion in so many different categories. It's not just athletics. It's, I mean, it, there's so many, if you could be the best at one thing, even if it's really unique, that puts you in a great spot. Tell us about the champion's mindset. Yes, there's one other area that I definitely wanted to, to touch on and that I just got triggered when you were speaking is, and this is one that is probably out of everything in my career that that's kind of like my mantra for, for life is, you know, focus on the controllables and oh, I love it. don't allow things that you can't control to impact you because ultimately it's about your response to things. And so many times people get caught up on, you know, adversity, obstacles, things not going their way. And their reaction to that truly can make the biggest difference. And as leaders, as champions, when you're faced with an obstacle or as an adversity, you have to kind of take that, take that um, obstacle and look at it and approach it two different ways. Number one, you can look at it and say, I'm going to do something that's solution oriented to kind of fix that problem. Or number two, I can look at that and make an excuse. I'm going to pick that solution oriented method because then I'm going to be able to move past that obstacle. And I I'm telling you when I've started implementing that in, even in my tennis career, but then after that in business, everything started opening up for me because obstacles and adversity that would come my way. I stopped looking at that as something that was going to set me back. I started getting excited because I knew when I started getting obstacles, adversity, things started coming up. I knew that I was on, I was about to, to, to hit a breakthrough and kind of push through that to move to the next level. So I actually really enjoy when those things come around because I know I'm about to have the biggest breakthrough ever. Wow. So, so two other, I, I feel like we're really aligned today, Danielle, because on yes. my wall, I've got different values and principles here for our team here. And one of those is to control what you can control uh, which is exactly what you're just teaching us about. And the other one is to be solutions focused. And, I, and I, there's a couple examples that I'd love to share with everybody. I, I don't know if you follow much in the NBA, but I remember back over a decade ago when LeBron James was struggling to win his first championship and people were giving him so much crap when they lost to the Dallas Mavericks in the finals. And something happened between that year and the next year when he won his first championship and I remember it was in an interview and they were asking about all the pressure. And he said, you know what? I'm prepared. I've done everything I can to win, to become a champion. And I'm okay with just letting the chips lie where they may and let the results happen because I've done everything on my end to make it happen. And then he, he won a championship after that. And I feel like that's what happens. You, you control what you can control and you don't worry about the rest because it's outside of your control. And then solutions focus. The world is so good about focusing what I say, what I call making love to your problems. Like they just focus on the problem. Let's focus on the solution. All the news does is problem, problem, problem. When are we going to start focusing on, hey, here's a potential solution. Here's a potential solution. We bring them together. And that there's a reason why successful people like you succeed and help others because you've got the right values and principles. Now, one of the other important things that you talk about and teach is goal setting and why it's the key to, to kind of the first step to realizing your power. What's the right way to set goals? And why do so few people write down their goals? It's amazing that, you know, when we talk about goal setting, everybody has this idea of, oh yeah, it just sounds really great to have a bunch of goals. And, but they just don't have any structure around the goals and they don't 
necessarily have a plan in place. And it's so important when it comes to goal setting, whether it be your personal goals or your professional goals to have them written down. Number one is because if you're seeing them every day, you're going to subconsciously be thinking about them all the time. And when it comes to me and how I set my goals, what I do is I break them out into, into quarters. I do quarterly goals and I do personal and I do professional. And within those personal and professional, I have short-term and long-term. So I'm always looking. And the biggest thing with the goals is knowing that there are small things that you can do every single day to get you one step closer to that goal. But if you don't have it written down or if it's not on your phone or if it's not in a place where you're seeing it all the time, you're gonna lose track of that and it's gonna prevent you from being your best. So I, I really find, I'm really big into visualization and having things in places and just being constantly reminded so that we stay on track because if you're trending upward and you're gonna start hitting some of these goals, it's important you see them because you may need to pivot and shoot even higher because oh, the yeah. biggest thing that I see is people don't set goals big enough. They shoot for things that they can hit. And then if they don't hit those, they just miss them instead of shooting very, very high and pushing very, very hard. So that would be what I would recommend is make sure it's visible. Make sure you're not setting goals that are too small because we have the ability to push past and go big. Amen. Well said. 10x those goals. If you fall a little short, it's way better than the little goals you might have set along the way. Now, one of the things you you really teach a lot to your uh, to entrepreneurs, to those who want to build a great career, is that you have a personal brand. Whether you're an entrepreneur, an employee, a business professional, uh, and a non whatever it is you're doing, like everybody kind of has a personal brand. So, how important and what are some of the keys to building and having that that brand? A personal brand is so important to your success. And a lot of people are, are apprehensive, especially people who are employed with um, or employed by others, especially on LinkedIn as the platform that yeah. we want to speak about, is the fear of, oh, if I make my personal brand, if I focus on that, what is my company going to think? Or how is it going to make me look? When really by elevating yourself and putting yourself out there and becoming the go-to expert in whatever space that you want to be perceived as, that is how you really separate yourself from everybody else. And building that personal brand is so important because it gives you that sustainability within your current company because then you become known as that. But also it gives you security too. If you did at some point want to change roles, change companies, change positions, you're out there. People are seeing you. They're seeing your content, which we can talk about is the importance of putting content out there because that's going to help build your brand. People become familiar with you, how yes. you talk, what you're talking about, your message. They feel like they already know you. And it just makes it that much easier from a networking standpoint. You can now be connected to people that you would have never been able to talk to because they already feel like they know you. It's just really, really powerful. I think everybody listening to this right now should be thinking about how can I build my personal brand so that more people recognize me and associate me with whatever said industry or said niche that you want to be aligned with, depending on whatever you guys are doing. Think about how can you be that go-to expert in that space that they always think of you when they think of that. Amen. Exactly right. Becoming an expert in your space and building that brand content and video and communicating. And when you start out, 
you might suck and that's okay because the more you do it, the better you're going to be. And eventually you'll be looked at as an expert. Now, the, the one platform out there that offers so much opportunity to business professionals and entrepreneurs alike right now is LinkedIn and it is being underutilized and you are a master at LinkedIn. So what are some of the key ways that you can level up on LinkedIn uh, and different strategies, uh, you know, simple things that people can do to level up on LinkedIn right now. Absolutely. I'll, I'll give you guys a couple insights here and okay. the numbers are constantly changing. So I have to kind of be up to speed with it, but I, I'd say it's around eight or 900 million people are on LinkedIn across the world. It is a platform wow. that is being leveraged so much, but out of those people, under 5% of people on LinkedIn are actually posting content. So if you compare that to the other social media wow. platforms, I know, right? If you You've got to be kidding me. Yeah. If you compare that to Instagram or Facebook or TikTok and these other platforms, imagine just by doing something on this platform, your chance of being seen and getting out there is huge in comparison. So some of the tips that I'd recommend, number one, is you need to make sure that A, your profile is up to date. Yeah. You have everything and it looks correct. Um, there's so much we can go into with that, but just to keep things simple, the three basic areas I like to focus on is number one, what picture are you using for your profile picture? Make sure it's something that is visible. You look happy, you're smiling. It is actually a headshot. The second thing is your headline, how people are seeing you. Most people on LinkedIn that are just checking the box have where, wherever the company that they work for as their headline. What I recommend doing is putting some key attributes about yourself that are going to make you stand out. So when somebody's scrolling through profiles are like, oh, that's interesting. And it'll make them click on you. So there's a lot of different things there. And that's also a way that you can brand yourself. But the number one thing is to post content. And this scares a lot of people because they're like, well, what do I say? Or how do I post? Or what does that even look like? And my best advice is to start out. If you can just post one piece of content every single week, but you stay consistent and do it that same day, every week, and you do that for months and months and months, you will grow because it will then push out to the algorithm and people will start seeing that content. My big thing is video content because it's the easiest way to get people to know you, like you, trust you fast because you're speaking and they feel like that, but not everybody's comfortable doing video. But the biggest thing is just starting. Don't be afraid to start. You mentioned earlier that when it comes to your personal brand, it's, it's tough because people don't know if they're going to be good. And if you, and I think it's really important. Like I keep all of my videos, all of my posts I've ever done are still there. I won't delete them because I want people to see the journey of somebody who started somewhere back in 2016 and is where I am today. It took practice and it took consistency and not giving up and just know that you, everything that you own right now, which is a, you know, a smartphone and that's about it. You have everything that you need to be successful. Just don't let yourself be the person that's putting, um, basically standing in your way from getting started. You just have to start and trust the process. Wow, guys, a lot of value bombs to unpack there. I hope you're taking notes. If you're on the treadmill, get off, pull up your phone, start taking up some notes here. So LinkedIn, it sounds like to me, offers one of the 
biggest, if not the biggest opportunity, all of social media right now, because only 5% of users are actually posting. And that means the algorithm, if you post more, if you get some, some engagement, you're going to be able to get natural marketing with no cost. And now you need to pay attention to what she said. Danielle said, okay, number one, you've got to have your LinkedIn profile uh, with a decent picture, a profile pic- picture. It should be of your face. It should be far away. I've heard other people say they should be able to see the whites in your eyes. And you point out you should be smiling. Yes, make people feel good. Be happy. Smile. Uh, number two, you've got a headline that's interesting. And it's not, I always say it's not all about you, but what can you do for somebody, right? How can you help somebody if someone, if you're, you know, if you serve e-commerce business owners, or if you help people get in, in great shape or whatever it is you do, if that's part of your headline, instead of your company or your title, you think that matters, but doesn't, that's going to be huge. And, and she made a great point, Danielle, that it's got to be interesting. It can't be boring, get people's attention, because then when they click on you, then they're going to learn more about you and they're going to message you, connect with you, want to do business with you. And then last but not least, post consistently at least once a week. If you can do it Monday through Friday, each day, even better. But the more consistent you are, the better off you're going to be while wow, so much value that you dropped in in that. So so once you've done that, a lot of people are listening saying, Danielle, I'm so busy with my family, with my career, with all the crazy things happening in the world. I want to do better on LinkedIn. I want to be able to learn to do this stuff, but I, I just am I'm lacking, you know, the time and, and so forth. But but they want to learn from you, Danielle. They're, they're listening. Can I just work with Danielle? Can I just learn from some of her programs? and work with her team, what are some of the ways that they can interact with you, learn from you, take advantage of your tools and mentorship and champion mindset on LinkedIn? How can they connect up with you? Definitely. The easiest way to do that is just to go to headstrongmind.com. That is our website. That's where you can see all of the different uh, services that we provide. Also the book that I wrote about how to master LinkedIn, which is like a really easy go-to resource that if you just want a basic blueprint of how to really maximize your page and just do it, do that, that is on there. But, but also like we were talking about, you know, there's a lot of people who don't have the time or don't feel like they want to do it alone. And that's where we're here to assist with our services and programs to be able to help anybody start from scratch to getting a profile that's going to be converting for them, whether it be in their business or allowing them to get recruited by companies they never thought possible or get exposed in ways they never thought possible. So we're excited and we hope you come check us out. Well, guys, I am checking out as we speak, uh, Headstrong Mind, getting the book, How to Master LinkedIn and Separate Yourself from the Masses. That is a great place to start. The website again is Head strongmind.com. Very easy to remember, headstrongmind.com. You can click on that uh, best-selling book. There's uh, coaching services, there's a podcast, and there's a lot of content for you to engage in. And as I always say with these podcast episodes, guys, do not be passive. Life can be so short. We never know. We've got to take advantage of every second. And so let's implement what we've learned from Danielle today. Let's go to Headstrong Mind. Uh, Please get the book. I'm checking out right now and getting it. You can get it, pay with PayPal or however you want to do that. 
Um, but most importantly, take action and level up. LinkedIn is such a tremendous opportunity right now. And Danielle, I want to leave you know the last word with you in terms of some specific action that people can take today to start making progress and becoming known about what they do to serve the world. Definitely. Well, I'll give one last piece of advice in regards to LinkedIn, just because I wanted to give you an extra, extra nugget. And it's don't assume that, you know, when you're on LinkedIn, that it's only for when you need a job. It's completely not giving you the best service it can give. If you think of it that way, think of every person that you're connecting with is one person away from the person that could be the biggest opportunity that you've ever had or connecting you with somebody who can open up a door from a business standpoint or a career standpoint or a networking standpoint. So just be open to that and be connecting with people. And when people send you connection requests, accept theirs and connect with others. Don't just think, oh, I don't know that person. Yes. I'm not going to connect with them. Yes. Think of it as an opportunity of, hey, I may not know this person, but by connecting with them, engaging with them, it could lead to so much more. And that's what I want to leave everybody with is be open to connecting. Be open to connecting guys on LinkedIn. People want to do business on LinkedIn. It's not like on Facebook where if you share something businessy, people are all offended. You share it on LinkedIn. They're like, oh, cool. That's why I'm on LinkedIn to do business, to make money, to build my career, to make a difference. So what a beautiful message. Thank you so much, Danielle, for being a guest on the Seven Figures Club podcast. Are you looking for more seven figure secrets, content, or even how you can launch your own recession proof business? Then check out sevenfigures.com. That's the digit seven, F I G U R E S.com, where we share more videos, stories, strategies, funding solutions, entrepreneurial education, and even the secret business type that's recession proof. Thank you for listening. And if you're finding value in our podcast, please give us a five star and invite others to join the club.